Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Desi Sports Fans Football Show. Uh, it's been a two-week break, um, and there's lots to talk about, as always, and some things that might have been in, gone into the distant memory because of what everything's happened. But really missed uh, the show. Hope you guys did as well. And um, lots to talk about because we've not been um, live uh, for the past couple of weeks. So today um, we're going to talk about the uh, World Cup qualifiers. I know it's a bit of a distant memory now for some people, but there was a lot of um, talk straight afterwards and a lot of uh, people not happy. But we'll see after the dust has settled what our guests think and um, how they view it now that we've had some time to um, mull over what happened. Um, and obviously, we're going to talk about the manager and his role. And because we did comment on, um, you know, what the expectations were prior to the games and what we thought. And uh, we're going to talk about the Euros that are going on. And now they're getting to the interesting stage of the knockouts. We've had the first two games yesterday. Um, our guests also did their predictions prior to the Euro, so we'll see how they're, they're, they're doing. So um, it'll be hopefully an interesting show. And if it's like the cricket show yesterday, hopefully more people will join and add comments and uh, we'll take your questions as well. Uh, but let's um, get on with the show and uh, get the main man on whose name is on the door. And he allows me to come in every week and join him on the show. Nevin, hello, my friend. How are you? All good, all good. It's a bright and sunny day and a lot of sports happening, so can't complain. Yeah, absolutely. It's keeping you busy, I know, and there's a lot of work coming your way as well in the next few weeks, so we'll talk about that in future shows or maybe even see how it's going today. But also, I mean, you can never, ever have enough foxes on any show, and uh, it's really, really great to have uh, a fellow folks from Delhi with us again. Um, Akash, hello. Uh, Akash. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, good to be back again and talk about football. Brilliant. Yeah, it's always Brilliant. good to talk yeah, to, to, talk, to about talk about football with a fellow fox and um, Nevin and, as well, um, um, who likes the color blue but not exactly the right shade. But uh, we're working. I was, on I was, I was wearing a lesson just yesterday. Well, that's really good to hear. Well, that's and, really um, good to hear. And, um, um, I'm getting a bit of an echo. Are you guys getting a bit of an echo? I am. I am. I am. I am. Akash is... Akash is... I'm getting from Nevin's side a bit. Okay. Let's see if we can adjust. see if we can adjust that. Like I said yesterday on the show, we are trialing this new system. And it worked really well yesterday. And hopefully, moving forward, we'll start mastering it. Although, knowing me, it'll take a bit of time. Uh, to, master. to master is it mine because i just mine muted it, it, so. I just muted it so. okay okay Akash, can you just mute and see for a bit mute and see for a bit is he on mute now yeah okay that's yeah, working I, perfectly yeah that's fine all right so um, when, when we speak we will just uh, unmute ourselves and I think that's how we can go about this. Yeah. Okay. So let's start off by seeing how you two are. Nevin, how's your past couple of weeks been? I've lost weight. I've lost. Wow. You weight. must be the only I'm person. Working. Yeah. I, I've, and like I've just been sitting in my chair and it's working. It's just been a door of work that, you know, yesterday my mom texted at five in the evening asking, hey, what about lunch? And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot lunch. So, <laughs> so it's, it's been a lot of work, but. Uh, you know me, and I love work, so can't complain at all. It's just been like soaking it all in. Can't wait for the Olympics to come. And uh, yeah, I think it's exciting. Uh, you know, if you, uh, strangely enough, the biggest football tournament that's going on is not even my focus. I'm focusing on something else. Um, and so it's, it's been a very healthy uh, last one month. And I hope if this is how it will go forward as well. Yeah, and you talk about the biggest tournament, but there's a tournament going in uh, South America that I've not focused on, and it's being covered here. You can watch the games live here, mm -hmm. but uh, I've just not even followed it uh, because of what's happening here in yeah, Europe. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, you know, a couple of days back when it was Messi's birthday, they showed some Messi celebration video, and I was like, oh my God, yeah, Copa is also going on. Because I've just been so unaware of what is happening that I went and just Googled what are the results, who's playing, who's out. So, yeah, it's just, it's just so many things happening. But, you know, considering the year, uh, year and a half that we've had, 
I think we deserve this. We need a lot more sports, and I think it's it's nice to be packed. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to watch it in a. Well, I'm talking about the UK, and I don't want to make you guys um, jealous or anything, but it's really good to see the England games in a pub. Um, you have to witness um, that one um, if you get the chance. It is an experience, or any game in Europe, I think, uh, in a fan park or something. You've probably seen the pictures. But before I move on to Akash, uh, we're going to get some comments if you don't give us an update on to the two new members of the family. How are they? They're growing up very fast. I had to like you know, uh, lock them in another room so that uh, this podcast is possible because their favorite space is on the laptop. So they don't allow me to work at all. I think uh, the 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 cats have been planted by my parents so that you know I do less work and have more you know <laughs> life beyond work as well because these guys are just all over the laptop. I think it's a heat. Or it's the fact that I'm sitting in front of it. I don't know what is the reason, but they're always clinging on to me so strangely enough i think i've got like two dogs and not cats brilliant okay well um i'm sure it's been the same for you in zoom meetings we always have um somebody's cat coming along the screen and yeah, asking yeah. so couple it's of, it's normal Brilliant. Akash, how's, uh, how's the past couple of weeks been with you? And knowing the football fan that you are, you must be having late nights every single night. Yeah, so uh, I'm enjoying the Euros this time because the Kupas are in an entirely different period of time. Because if you are staying up late for Copa, you are probably going to mess up your sleep cycle. But still, I managed to see the Brazil game. But, uh, you know, what happened, Brazil was trailing behind one goes to the other team but then the way they were playing the football it was not very appealing they somehow won that match but it really shifted my focus moved towards the euros and i'll be i i, I was watching the euros and i will be watching the euros but this time i will only probably watch the most important games that are a part of the copa america competition yeah, I think uh, the schedule yeah, think, uh, is um, the might have got that slightly wrong that in having the copper at the same time the as uh, Euros. Uh, um, they're not getting the focus. Getting the they may do as soon as we get into the latter stages and you see Brazil be Argentina or something like that. Then yeah, but let's start. I think it's all the irrelevance of it, Bharat. I think in the last you know ten years we've had too many Copa. And it's just you know they had some special Copa America, and I think everybody just got tired of it. Just what got is yeah, yeah, the competition yeah, had, yeah. I mean, had uh, a lot of installments in the past couple of years, so it has really diluted the focus. Yeah, yeah, and considering yeah. the uh, talent is the, uh, there, some of the stunnings, it, it's a bit of a shame, you know, that um, it's been a little bit of overkill because um, I think that tournament can uh, draw the world's attention if it's done right, and um, there's not meaningless games because I think it's a bit like the Euros uh, when I was looking at the schedule that it's harder not to qualify to the next stage um, so you sort of lose interest in the group games don't you so uh, but to be fair it's not been the case with the Euros to a certain extent uh, but before we talk about the Euros we have to talk about our own national team and it's been a while since the two qualifiers and we did speak before what we expected uh, first thing was to qualify to the third qualifying uh, space, you know, to uh, in the uh, Asian Cup qualifiers. So we, we take that box. And we also said, you know, we needed two victories. We didn't get those two victories. I've got, obviously, I, I saw the messages and the, all the media and all the Twitter and everything, and a lot of people not happy, uh, despite, uh, despite taking the first box. Nevin, it's been a few weeks and I don't know if you've had time to rethink whatever you thought straight after the game and has your view changed? No, not at all. Really? Remain the same. Which are? Which are, I think, Steve Mash should go. I don't think he's meant for this role. Clearly, I think we were lucky enough to even get a draw against Afghanistan. I thought they played really well. Uh, despite, you know, Seaman's coming out and saying that was part of the strategy and all that. And uh, with uh, with Bangladesh, yeah, we dominated, but, you know, who are we kidding? It's not a, it's not the kind of teams that we should be dominating, right? We should be dominating in bigger teams, uh, considering the wealth and considering the, you know, the amount is it 
amount and interest and effort that has gone into making our football you know top class in the last five years so it's really not good enough uh we did predict a few things we did say that you know they'll continue with the three men back and uh, that seemed like the system going forward so i think credit to uh desi sportscast for you know predicting uh, <laughs> a few things right but uh uh, I, I also feel, uh, in defense of Steve Match, I think he, he needs more time with these footballers. And this is just so, you know, broken and here and there, there's a couple of, you know, 14-day camps. It's probably not enough for a national team manager. And I don't know what we can do. Maybe we can have another tournament, look at the window, because we don't have a lot of football. So why can't we, you know, have a you know good tournament in in the summer? Where with we have top countries come. Sorry? On the back of what you said with Steve Match? I mean, um, uh, if it's if if not being fired, then yeah, with, with Steve Match. But like, whatever. I'm just saying that we need uh, whoever is a national team coach, even if you bring in a college Jamil or whatever we have as a recommendation, uh, they will need football matches. They will need to see how they perform together, you know, work out a strategy and stuff. Because you look at an Italy and what Mancini has done. Uh, it is incredible, right? They, they seem to be happy and they seem to be playing for each other. And that's if, if that friendship and that camaraderie sort of, you know, comes into uh, our national teams, I think we'll be way better off. Right now, it just seems very disjointed. And uh, um, I think we discussed this in the previous episode as well. When, you know, when we have possession of the ball, there seems to be a confusion as to what to do with it. So that all, you know, highlights a, a lack of coaching. And um, hopefully we will come to a solution soon. Akash, before I share my thoughts on the two games, um, you just um, what were your thoughts on the two games, and have you changed your views? Uh, you because changed, everybody has because always yeah. has strong opinions straight after a game. You know, the emotions are high. No, I probably will incline more towards Levin in uh, in this regard because the two games that we saw, India barely managed to scoop salvage a point from a game and then if you're playing against Bangladesh and Afghanistan, a team like India is expected to win. As I mentioned earlier, if you just account for the population size of the country, you have the better odds against winning such nations. Yes, they managed to do, take the first box, as you said, they managed to go for the Asian tournaments. But at the end of the day, who are we kidding? We deserve a better team, a better coach. And if the coach in, in a shorter duration of time is not able to, you know, forecast those results and attain them, and later he gives, comes out and says that everything worked according to the plan, I don't think every, every, everything gelled up perfectly to work according to the plan. You should be doing better with this team. If Steamatch sticks around again for the next, uh, next stint, next couple of days, next couple of months, then he should, you know, formulate his plans better find a better starting 11 and have something, I mean, something in philosophical terms that the team is molded into. It should be a specific identity, specific team that should go forwards in those tournaments. I, I, I'm going to say this. I, say I enjoyed this. the performance against Bangladesh. Performance against Bangladesh. Um, we were creating chances. We were on the front foot. Yeah, we weren't taking them, but that's been the story for a long time. That's not just under Steamac. Um, the, I have to say I'm a little bit more positive. We were very lucky against Afghanistan. I mean, the goalkeeper, I mean, somebody jokingly said he must have been paid uh, to do that because how else would you do what he did? Um, but, uh, you know, that's a, a joke before anybody takes it seriously. Uh, but um, I thought, you know, we've got the basis, even under Steamage, and he's come around to it by, you know, not probably a plan, but by, uh, you know, luck or something but we've got the basis of a good team when you look at obviously the goalkeeping there's no issues there and you look at um, I was really impressed with Senna in the back I thought you know he's got the talent to come up and he seems to have a range of passes uh, we know what Sandesh can do uh, Brandon I mean what can you say uh, incredible performances um, and then you look at, I was really impressed with Martins. I think he stepped up really well and deserves his place. Um, Manvir, yeah, he, he had a job to do. Um, and I thought he did it. Who would you play instead of Manvir on that side? Um, you got a tall player there. And obviously, Chetri is a, a, a pending until he decides differently. Am I uh, looking at it slightly 
with tinted blue tinted glasses as normal uh, nevin yes you are Bharat. clearly blue tinted glasses because also i think oh, uh, was it was it the case that pr prior to that our expectations were so low that i was happy with what we I, produced i think that see um, you know even sana singh I, I saw rave reviews about you know how it's great when did bangladesh press him how, how are we, you know, coming to these conclusions that he's great on the ball or all that, when nobody was entering that half of the field? No, but so when he I was bringing the ball out, he looked confident and he seemed to be a, a, a centre-back that could pass the ball like you would expect I a European centre-back to do. I mean, uh, I, I might be a little, you know, uh, getting wrong here, but I think it's his looks that, you know, uh, you know, he, is, he looks like a proper defender with his hair and, you know, uh, that I think a lot of people are convinced that he's a, he's a solution. Uh, I don't think Sana can play in a, uh, you know, a different setup also. Um, you know, we have to look at the possibility of playing back for as well. And then how do you, do you, do you play Sana and uh, Sandesh? Because they are very similar players in what they do. Um, and I don't know, I don't think Bangladesh is the match for us to, you know, judge players. That's all I'm saying. I think even Brandon got a lot of space to operate. I think Brandon is fantastic. Well, I thought, uh, in fact, I would say my pick for the, I mean, from the tournament is Ashik. I think his penetration and his pace is, uh, was more of a, you know, hindrance for both the teams than any of these other players. But playing um, as a, uh, in a five. Yeah, in a five and, uh, you know, pushing, pushing really forward. Would you play in a four? As a left back? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's just too risky. Uh, so, which is again going back to the reason why we think, uh, a three-man defense is important for India because we have the right players. We have the right players, you know, pulling, pulling this uh, system. But otherwise, we don't. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Bangladesh match should not be our, you know, should not be our standards at all. It is like, uh, it is like me playing, um, you know, amateur mode in FIFA. You know, we go and score a lot of goals, feel nice about it. But then suddenly one day I log in and try to play with somebody else online, then I get, you know, beaten ten nil. So then I get a reality of, you know, what things are. So, I, I personally, no, I mean, I, yes, it was clever of him to, you know, put a system like that and get um, Bangladesh to break their system. Uh, but like, they win one, one lucky cross and, you know, a great finish from Sunil Chetri. How, how many times are we going to rely on this one particular system to, you know, bail us out? So, I was not happy at all, to be really honest. Akash, I mean, um, playing at the five seems to be the flavor with a lot of teams at the moment. Obviously, even Belgium play five, five at the back. Five, five at the back. Um, um, is that the way we're going, or do you agree with, um, with uh, Nevin that you know we we need to have a system where we can play four? But are we a good enough te team, even in Asia, to play with four at the back? Because we haven't got the um, the goals up front. So we need to ensure we don't let in. I mean, if you are playing against smaller nations, why not do for a back four system? If you are playing against teams like uh, Bangladesh and Afghanistan, you should not go for a back five system because that shows that your team is not confident under the pressure of qualifying into the stages. You are a big nation. You should be, as I said, you should be doing better. And if you have three center backs, two wing backs, that is always going to land you in, into scrutiny because then you don't have enough players to join you into the attack. You don't have a central system that can provide for the center forwards. It's it's basically we are putting all our eggs in into the basket of Sunil, Sunil Chetri and we are predicting that Sunil is going to score every time. But at some point that is going to run out or luck is going to run out and we have to be reliant on other players as well who needs to step up massively but this system is not built for them this is a system which shows that you need to channelize the ball somehow to Sunil and hope for him to finish at the end of the day so I think you know you can switch between back five and back four but it should be decided on the levels of team that you are facing if you are facing a, a strong attacking team then you should not be sending you know uh, a less defensive side, but then again, if you're facing under a smaller threat, then you should be having a solid 4-4-2 kind of formation on, on other variables, but you should be sticking with four defenders. But I think we talked about this I in uh, previous, shows, uh, whereby previous shows, whereby in the 
first games against Bangladesh and Afghanistan, we weren't dominant. But I think these second games, certainly against Bangladesh, we were a lot more better offensively. Um, we didn't look like as if we we're going to lose, whereas we were lucky to get that draw in a home game in front of a packed stadium. Um, you can see the difference. That was uh, sort of my view as well, that you, know, you saw a big change. And I think uh, uh, partly that is due to the system. So I'm not a, I'm not saying that you have to say uh, play four men against a weaker team because I think because we played that system, we could really use the width a lot. And Bangladesh was sort of forced to come out of their box also because we have so many players in the midfield and you know towards our towards our half. So it's not I think a a, a clear. Uh, I don't necessarily feel this five or three. Uh, system in the back is a defensive uh, system anymore. You look at what Italy is doing, look at what Chelsea did. So I think uh, they, a lot of coaches are using this as an attacking op uh, option also. And I think looking at the abundance of wingers that we produce, you know, we could play Ashik and Udanta who are active wingers uh, as wingbacks in, in those matches. And, uh, you know, we've got plenty like Prabir. We've got the you know fullbacks of uh, Hyderabad FC, all those guys who can really thrive in that position. There is also Mandar Rao. So uh, there is uh, what is the name? Sanson Pereira. We've got uh, Xavier Gamba. We've got so many players. So I think it's also down to the post to look at what we have available. And I think wing back position is something we've like we'll stop with it. Like yeah. we've got so much talent there. So makes sense to play. I, I know what uh, Akash is trying to get at. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're going to cross and hope Chelsea 3 is going to be the answer, then that's that's not fair. So maybe we'll have to find a good uh, combination in the center of the field as well. Uh, you know, I thought Apuya is a great player. Um, Apuya, Brandon, Sahal, Tapa, Glenn. I think we have a good pool of, uh, you know, uh, footballers there that can adapt to the needs of the uh, needs of the match. So, it's up to the manager to get them working, though. It, it's one thing to have all these players available and a totally different thing to, you know, get them working. I think Apoya needs a bit more time. But uh, in terms of uh, Brandon and Tapak, do you think they can Tapak, play together? Do you think they, can play? they should play together, I feel. Uh, but, uh, and I think India did try it out in a 4-2-3-1 system where Tapa was uh, one of the pivot and uh, Brandon had no license to, you know, operate in the centre. Uh, I also feel Sahal is an interesting midfielder. I think in the last one year he's developed a lot in his tackling and uh, his overall uh, coverage of the uh, of the football field. So um, we have to look at how well Glenn can work. You know, can Glenn be that one uh, like an NDD for uh, for Leicester? You know, that one man cover. Then that will open up the possibility of playing all these uh, midfielders together. I feel. Yeah, and Akash, uh, I know things work slightly slower in India than other countries, but it's been a few weeks since uh, the games. Okay, so I think Stimak, no, you would assume, is going to keep his role. And I was looking at the fixtures. You never know with Indian fixtures because they turn up a week before. But I think the next competitive games are the SAF games, which are not going to be a real test. And the next stage of the qualifiers is not till January, February. And it goes back to Nevin. Um, and also uh, saying, you know, we need a bit more football. But should we give... Stimak, any credit Stimak at all for getting us to this stage or not? Yeah, he got the first result, the preliminary result that was the priority at one point to qualify for the Asian stages and he did that. But I understand the worries that he's facing, the problems that he has. You can't play a side and, and obviously with, with managing national teams, you get very little time to get uh, different kind of players and to formulate based on getting those players and it's very difficult to form a team chemistry in such a short period of time and as you just mentioned that we are play we have just finished playing this this quality this stage this world cup qualifiers and then we have a gap of some kind and then again we are going to play the competitive football and this gap generally creates a lot of rusting and our team, whatever they have learned over the past couple of months is generally forgotten. And even in ISL, we don't have a system where we play for the most part of the year. It starts in a weird time, ends in a weird time, and it's sort of a shorter season than the other counterparts that 
we are familiar with so despite all those adversaries i feel like simach has done the job that was needed of him he has done it but uh, it it's a very average kind of a thing and you the expectations were high around him with a national team coach coming in you the, the caliber of simach you know the croatian manager who has managed a couple of clubs and uh, national teams he has those minutes under his belt and you expect that he will revolutionize the system that we are playing in but he doesn't do that but it's hard to criticize when the man has got that first achievement that he has for the Asian qualifiers and we need to rely upon that please if if the team is not going to sack him at the end of the day then we are going to have to place some trust and support our boys and hope for the best and i think nevin he's he's always saying that um, his remit has been to take the national team to the asia cup and if you look at the third um, qualifying uh, stage uh, there's six groups the six group winners qualify directly to the tournament and then the five best runners up so again it's one of the scenarios there's going to be you know harder not to qualify yeah, if you're in india um surely you'll finish uh, second and um if you're going by yesterday's fifa rankings we'd be in pot one with uzbekistan jordan bahrain kyrgyzstan and palestine but then in the next uh, six uh, teams that could challenge us for that top two position is thailand tajikistan philippines myanmar hong kong and yemen not teams that you would think should uh, test us no, absolutely but um, you know at the end of the day uh, i just wanted to go back to the previous point uh, about steam match and criticism i think a very interesting thread developed uh, post these matches where i think steam match himself said about the level of competition and i think a lot of senior journalists uh, popped up and said the same thing that you know i think we our footballers are in a convenient bubble there is no relegation there is no threat to their jobs there is uh, you know it's a, it's a very secure event and uh, sometimes the that willingness to really you know slog it out and you know die to you know save your team from a relegation or you know just uh, from all those i think that desire and i don't think desire is the right word that fighting spirit is missing in a lot of our players i think these matches were eye openers as what our levels actually are you know somebody in bangladesh or afghanistan with far poorer infrastructure are matching us so you know uh, see so that way you can somehow defend ego steam match as well how much can he change the mentality how much can he change their level of you know competition preparedness i mean this is nothing a, a national team coach can do nothing is fair on him to you know point these things out Yeah. So, um, yeah, so um, but even if you look at uh, how he started at, uh, and, you know, the criticism he was getting about changing getting about uh, pretty changing, much every single uh, game and we're not, sure. and we're not sure, I think this two I games this sort of showed me that he's me sort of settling sort of to a formation and a set of players and the players I mentioned. I mean, the, the, they I stood mean, out for me in terms of, you know, uh, their performance and we could build a decent, if not a good team around them, given time. Given time. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I hope the staff, uh, staff, uh, staff cup, uh, staff cup. Is there a lot of echo? Yeah. So I, yeah. So I, I hope uh, the staff cup is a uh, taken as an opportunity for us to try the same system plus try new players. So let's get in some young blood, you know, especially the Hyderabad FC players. I think who thrived uh, in. in Uh, in the last season so it's important that we give them uh, you know signal saying hey if you play really well for your club you will be considered for the national team uh, i hope we go there with like a under 23 plus one or two seniors kind of a team like you know a lot of uh, teams uh, like the olympics and all that and um, i think it's important we focus on system and getting a backup team ready because you know how long i, I hope chetri is not in part of the squad and mm. this is me saying with absolute respect for the player i hope you know we we just you know look at the future for these events and uh, i think that's also i think probably the last uh, you know tournament that we can give to steam match let him go explore have fun also settle to a system uh, let's score a lot of goals and uh, i think that's the only positive thing that i can look at and i hope the federation the national team and the asl clubs all come together with this common goal because it doesn't happen independently and it's not just steam match it's it's a it's the entire system and i think 
we need to look at the SAF Cup or something as a great opportunity for us to. I, I, I remember Changte and a few players uh, emerged out of uh, uh, a SAF Cup. So, they, it is an opportunity for a lot of players to shine as well. Yeah, and I think we've just lost Akash uh, there. Hopefully, he'll rejoin us. But um, in terms of, um, I mean, we've heard a couple of uh, stories in the past couple of days that the ISL is going to be held in uh, Kolkata in a bubble again. Um, is it in Goa again? I thought it's Goa for ISL and I League for Kolkata. That's right. what I read. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's Maybe I'm wrong as well. No, no, no. You're more likely to be right than me. Um, but um, in terms of um, the decision, which is good that they've made it so early and they've made a couple of decisions, there might be a Super Cup ahead um, and there might be 13 teams, although I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, 13 for I League. Was it 13? So I'm, I'm, I think yeah. I'm confusing the two um, yeah. issues. So um, what do you think about it's, it's that? These new clubs like Srinidhi and uh, new other clubs are joining. So no more, no more clubs added to the I-League? I mean, to the ISL? Uh, as of now, we are not even sure about East Bengal. So yeah. it could even be reduced to 10. So mm. it's, it's, a, it's a mystery there. But no, I mean, we haven't heard of any new possible club. Last year, there was a rumour from Ahmedabad. But this time, we are not hearing anything. Yeah, which is a pity. Uh, would have added a bit of interest for me as well, a bit more. But uh, I'm still backing Ron, so uh, we'll stick with him for now. He's got big plans. Um, but we've talked about the national team for half an hour, so um, and um, I think we agree that uh, there's a few challenges ahead. And um, I think also Stimak looks like if he's going to stay in the job. Uh, I think the remit he was given was to get us to the AFC Cup, so. I think he'll do that. So we'll probably uh, have him for the next couple of years. So if that's the case, we'll have to give him a bit of um, leeway and back him. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just highlighting this, uh, that we did the same thing for Constantine. You know, we kept saying he's terrible, he's picking the wrong teams, his football's not great. And eventually, you know, when he left, everybody's like, oh, no, we miss Constantine. And uh, so it, it's a process. I think national team coaches need to be given time. I think Germany is a good example of how you know national team coaches for a long time can have a good impact as well. I can't see that um, happening with any national team. The time <laughs> Joachim Love has had, I can't see that yeah. happening again. I think that's a bit of a sort of like uh, so Alex Ferguson scenario that a manager yeah. will not stay that long. Uh, but that leads us really right um, quite well in, into um, the uh, Euros and um, how, how it's been. Uh, what have you made of the tournament so far? Enjoyed it? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I want to be like, I wish Vimal uh, is also here, then you know my predictions are still true. It's, it's still alive. <laughs> so, now, I was speaking to Vimal yesterday. Unfortunately, yeah. he wasn't able to join today, but he'll be yeah. back on the show next week. So, uh, yes, we'll... so yeah. So, I mean, um, I think I'm the only one who gave some, uh, you know, some hope for Italy. And they seem like the team to beat right now. I think they're playing fantastic football, enjoying the football. Uh, really like the Italy team. Um, and uh, uh, and uh, Denmark, you know, uh, Danish Maldini, Christensen, uh, playing really well. So, uh, so many stories emerging from a lot of countries. I thought uh, I thought the likes of Switzerland, Denmark, Austria, all of them have also, you know, given a good challenge to the, to the big teams. It's not just been... Uh, the top France and uh, you know the, the big guns just dominating. I think Hungary played really well. Uh, you know it, it's a pity that they had to you know uh, they had to be put in a, a group with three other strong weights. So yeah, I think uh, I think uh, it's been a very uh, entertaining Euros. I think the most boring team has been England, and which is again a very <laughs> sad thing. Like you know with, the, with all the players available, they played terrible football, but. You know, that's England, they eke out a tree, you know, they somehow, you know, get things through. So Isn't that what it. tournament football is about? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, uh, I some. in fact, I feel sometimes these uh, good teams peak too early. They they play fantastic football in the group stages and towards, uh, you know, the latter half, they don't, they can't sustain it. I thought with Italy, um, you know, the experiment of uh, playing Verratti yesterday, Verratti and Giorgino was a bad move and... Uh, so I think Mancini has to, you know, take take a couple of uh, uh, tough calls and. Uh, but look at that squad; they've got people with so much pace, and uh, you know, it's just very direct. I, I really like the wingers. 
Insignia and uh, Baradi, KSA, all of them looking really nice, Locker Delhi. So uh, I think it's a, uh, it's a young, vibrant team and uh, I think they've been my favourite team so far. They've been really good to watch, but a couple of things. I mean, they have surprised. Nobody was talking about Italy, um, although everybody knew about their record in terms of being unbeaten over uh, yeah. such a long time. But I think it was just the fact that, you know, where Italian leagues are at the moment and some of these players are not, let's face it, well-known, apart from Verratti, yeah. because of where he plays. Um, and also, there was a bit of talk, certainly here in England, about they didn't have the toughest group to get out of and they didn't have the hardest game yesterday against Austria, but you have to give credit to Austria as well. Um, a lot of energy, you know, they mentally stayed focused right to the end. A little bit unlucky as well, you know, they had that goal ruled out. Uh, but uh, Mancini, the way he's turned around that team and given hope to Italy in such a... because they had the low of not qualifying for the World Cup last time, and that's like um, India not qualifying for a cricket World Cup, I think it's the equivalent. It's just unimaginable. But um, in they have shocked a lot of people. Um, and um, I think that in the next game, they're going to find their real test because I think they play the winners of Belgium and Portugal. Um, but you rate them highly enough to get even further? I hope they do because I, I want them to. I think this, is, this can usher in a new era of football itself because I think a lot of these footballers will now get picked by a lot of teams and, you know, that will be the beginning of... Uh, something really wonderful for football itself. So I really like the team and I really like the fact that um, I think Rory Smith, New York Times, um, uh, New York Times uh, sports journalist, wrote a big piece just prior to the tournament about how fun is back in Italy. Mm. And yeah, this this is, I think, uh, testimonial to that fun being back because uh, it's just uh, everybody seems happy, uh, you know, uh, 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 Immobile is happy to let a Pelotti come in and they're hugging each other. They're apparently roommates. They're like the strikers vying for that one position in the Italian national team. So I, I, I really like what is happening there and I hope uh, uh, I hope this will... I think Donnarumma, I think he's now, you know, sort of oh, shown that... What a goalkeeper. Yeah, what a keeper. And it's just Jets generally. And the fact that Bonucci and all those guys are still there and uh, yeah. they're also dieting teams. So, so, so it, I, I really like the Italian story. So hence, I wanted to continue. I think, um, say, even if it's a Belgium or a Portugal, uh, I think Belgium's golden era is sort of over. I think this is their last, big, you know, attempt yeah. at um, you know hitting something. Big tournament. Yeah. And um, I think Portugal on paper is a better side uh, with all those uh, players. I mean, they don't even feel the need to start up Bruno Fernandes. So it, it's a very, it's a very uh, yeah, strong and- side. Just, talk, uh, just finishing on Italy, uh, there was a um, bit of, um, uh, what was it, people really surprised when he um, uh, substituted uh, Donnarumma, the goalkeeper, in the last few minutes. And then it emerged. It's because Mancini wants every single player to have some yeah. game time because he didn't get that in, I think, World Cup 90 or something. And he still holds a little bit. So you got that really good feeling and you get it. You, you, you could have sort of noticed it. <laughs> It's like the moment they come out of the uh, crowd, everybody is hugging, everybody is mm. smiling. Seems it to be a good unit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, think that might also be because uh, the pressure is not there that normal Italian teams Correct. have of uh, getting far. But, um, In fair fact, play. that article is uh, brilliant because he breaks it down as to you know what these uh, Marcelo Lippis and everybody were thinking and how there was pressure to always go with experience for Italian mm. teams. Yeah. Uh, so now they've changed that. They've given youngsters the freedom to go explore. And mm. oh my God, I love what happens in the wings for both the you know, especially the left hand side, just uh, Spinazzola and like it's it's a very interesting team. I, I I still feel there's another gear for them. Maybe this tournament came too early. I think the uh, you know the World Cup might World be. Cup. Yeah, welcome. I think that, that might uh, see them uh, move to another stage. Uh, one team that did disappoint in the group stages was Turkey. Um, I know Akash has <laughs> left us, but here's his prediction uh, to go far. Big yeah. disappointment. Uh, obviously, we had a Leicester link there. Although we've got a Leicester link with uh, the Italians. Mancini played for us for a short time on loan. <laughs> Uh, but they were a disappointment. Uh, but in terms of the group of death, I don't know if you saw the last uh, games and how it, in yeah, India, yeah. at one stage yeah. we were playing um, Germany, uh, what was it, uh, 
Portugal, then we were playing France, and then we were playing Hungary. Um, Hungary, uh, I mean, they had the advantage of playing in front of pretty much a full crowd at home, and you could see the difference that made to them. But then they took that to the away game against Germany. Again, they did a bit of an Austria um, Mm -hmm. in terms of... um, But they've got a decent team there as well. And they got a lot of support in Germany as well. Because I think the Germans were in, didn't really turn up. It was heavy rain as well. Yeah. And I think uh, the the affected parts of the stadium were for home. Uh, you know, the away fans weren't really as affected by the the rain because of the stands or something. I was just like observing that. So it's sort of <coughs> yeah. I mean, Germany was lucky. They just yeah. somehow got. Through. I don't. Think I don't they, know how. When you see the performance against Portugal, they were just uh, amazing, right? It's I just, mean. Because uh, prior to that, there was talk of Gosens coming to Leicester. And then he did the performance against Portugal with our three, three assists and a goal or something like that. And we thought, well, we're not going to be able to afford him now. You know, strangely enough, uh, last year, before the Ben Chilwell move, there was actually a lot of interest for Chelsea as well, for Gosens. I, so, I, I knew him. this player. Yeah, so, I was like, wow, uh, you know, we should have probably gone for Gosens and not Chilwell. But yeah, it's... it's Definitely. And I think Atlanta's system is also, again, um, you know, these clubs we don't get to talk about a lot. But um, if you see Udinese and, uh, you know, Atlanta and all these clubs, their players are the ones who are really performing. It's not the Juventus and uh, the PSGs. So, uh, it's also, I think, uh, national teams are showing that there's potential everywhere. There's a lot of talent there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But we can't uh, not talk about um, something that could have been a real tragedy but, you know, thankfully he's turned out okay. And that's Ericsson and what happened. And uh, I don't know if you're watching it live. I just yeah, happened yeah. to be back in the room and uh, saw that. Um, I don't know if the picture's cut out in India, in no, your street. It, did, it, did. no, it didn't. They showed everything. Yeah, yeah because they, it took, everything. they got a bit of criticism here at the BBC yeah, yeah. that they should have stopped uh, streaming. But uh, I've never witnessed that before. I've heard about it. Obviously, it's happened before, unfortunately. But... Um, this is a similar incident in India as well. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know, some 10, 15 years back, but we've also lost a player like that. But it just goes uh, to so, show, you know, we sometimes not take the medical t- side of it seriously, but also, you know, the players straight away, the captain, Danish captain Mahler, knew what to do in that sort of environment. Um, amazing, but, you know, Really thankful that Ericsson's pulled through because um, I left the room when the coverage stopped and I went to see my son and I said, you know, the tragedy has happened because that's the way they left it. But then, yeah, yeah, thankfully, yeah. Um, that picture... I also, remember, I also remember telling my parents that, you know, he might even, like, just leave, you know. It was just very shocking to see. Yeah. I mean, and, we, and it was no, there was no avoiding it. Yeah, it was right there on the screen. Yeah, so and you can see them suspect. using the massage, and and you know things are bad, really. And you saw the players' reaction. But it's a very interesting trivia to it. I don't know if you got to read about it. The doctors who saved him are former badminton players and like top badminton players. One player was actually ranked number three in the world at one point. So their brothers, uh, the team doctor of um, uh, of Denmark, is also, I think, one of their uh, clubs. I think Copenhagen. Yeah. Those, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, their team doctor. So he does the duty for um, for uh, the national team as well. And his brother, who who is a bigger badminton player, who is the one who reached number three in the world, you know, was oh. a stadium doctor appointed by UEFA. Wow. So these two brothers, who are also like former badminton greats of the country, are the ones who you know stepped up. And, uh, and so it's also like professional sport helping other professional sports. I did not know that. What a fantastic story uh, background. But the, the, the other thing that uh, came to me, and I think you tweeted about it on the day, about how much we put pressure on the players to perform and play. And we talked about it in the ISL and mm-hmm. how much you know, day in, day out in that bubble they have to do. I don't know if it's going to open any eyes in administrations. And, you know, um, because it, it's, it's on the back of one of your tweets. You know, these players have not had a rest. Let's face it. Yeah. We went into lockdown, which is hard. Then they had to restart. Then come straight to this tournament, and you know what top-level European leagues are like. But the same applies to the Indian players. What we make yeah. them go through. And the travel, for example, Indian players have to travel so much. It's not very easy, uh, like going from a, a Guwahati to Kochi. It's just a lot of travel. That's like three, four countries in Europe. So 
um yeah it's, it's it's incredible and we have to really you know look at mental health and so many other challenges it's not just physical um wow your background just changed by the way by that <laughs> so yeah i'm uh, finding something different here <laughs> yeah uh and uh, so yeah so it's, it's it's absolutely true and i wish we do something about it though like we keep talking about it and you see somebody like a, a serena williams or you know in osaka you know getting to pull out of tournaments of uh, or uh, you know go say that i'm not going to olympics uh the but unfortunately our footballers don't have the same room you know imagine uh Uh, a Mason Mount coming and saying, "I don't think I'm ready for uh, Euros. I think I'll, you know, uh, there was so much criticism, and they'll be like, you know, you don't care about the country. You're just, you know, just a, you know, guy just uh, focusing on your money and where." So I think football needs to football needs to understand this because unfortunately players are powerless, unlike a individual sport like tennis where they can come out and say this. So I hope somebody takes a, you know, somebody comes out in the open and says that enough is enough. that we need rest uh, so so the teams also that acknowledging it you know have things in contract that says you know even if you miss two three matches it's fine something like that is uh, very important right now yeah and i hope um, when the new isl season starts is one game a week i think that even if you're living but in the bubble i think this year also is going to be packed considering um, uh, it's going to start in november mm. so it's again another late league and uh, Uh, good thing for them is that it's in Goa, so the travel isn't too much. It's just jumping from one state into the other. Mm. But still, I think it's just it's still yeah, physical hope, demand, uh, isn't it? Over ninety minutes. And I hope the, the the bubble is more open. Maybe the families can also come in. And, yeah. Uh, well, I'm really hoping the situation is much much better. Uh, we've not talked yeah. about it. It's getting better slightly, slowly. <laughs> but it's going the right way, and you hope there won't be a third wave because the vaccinations yeah. will have kicked in because. That's the only thing that's saving. I got my first shot, by the way. Oh, brilliant! Good on Fine. you, my friend. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Um, it is the way out. Um, I think England's an example of that, and that we're able to enjoy the football with our friends and family in an outdoor setting at the moment. Um, but um, yeah, uh, it is the way out, and I'm glad you've got your first one. And just on the back of that, what's the gap between the first and the second? Is there a set gap or? Yeah, it's actually quite big in India right now. It's just around eighty days. Eighty days. Yeah, so I don't know why. Wow. Um, the this is the AstraZeneca, and they say that's the one I had. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, they said uh, you know around eighty days is enough. It used to be one month. Uh, then they uh, then they made it forty five, and now they said eight zero, which is a little confusing, but you have to obey what. I think the purpose is also to. Give the first dose to as many as possible. So That's what we did here. Yeah, yeah. 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 So probably yeah. that. And now they've got to the um, anybody can get it, no matter what age over eight and uh, over eighteen. Uh, it's open mm-hmm. from yesterday, so hopefully India will get to that stage. Now I'm really going to put you to the test and um, um, get this predictor up and running if I can, uh, because we've mm-hmm. reached the knockout stages and we'll be able to talk about some of the teams. Um, hopefully you can see the screen there. Um, I can't. You can't I'm see the seeing, screen. I can see you're putting the ball behind. Right, you can't see the screen. Uh, let me see if I can share it. Uh, no, I can't. Um, but the viewers will be able to see you and the all screen, right. so that'll be all Perfect. right. So, so you can just read out the. Yeah, uh, so we're going to start off with the top. I mean, it's on the top, uh, the game, big game. Um, I think it's tonight, isn't it? Uh, I should know this. It is at eight o'clock our time. Yeah. Belgium versus Portugal. Um, a very good game. I'm looking forward to it. Two very, very good teams. When you look at the players on display, and what you said about Portugal as well, there's not so much focus on Ronaldo now because of the talent they've got. True, true. Um, uh, very hard to pick this one. My head says Portugal. My heart says Belgium. So we'll have uh, to go with your head, Portugal. Yeah, let's go with Portugal. Yeah. Okay, let's see if we can move that. Okay, Italy, Austria. We know the result. France and Switzerland. Another game. France. Uh, you're going to with France. What have you thought of France up to now? Just bubbling away. Very sluggish, but you know, Lucky I think that's very Hungary. classic France. I think very classic France. They will start peaking towards the end of the tournament. And, because uh, they've got the talent, know. but they've just not. You know, Italy have taken the headline so far. 
you know, I have a strange reason for this. I don't think Benzema suits the system. I imagine a player of Benzema's quality and saying that. But I thought somehow thought Giroud and Griezmann had like a better uh, combination going for them. And Mbappe is a very strange one, right? He's, he's phenomenally talented. But in some instances, he reminds me of uh, Traore at um, you know, uh, Wolves. So, so oh, wow. What a in, comparison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. But like, sometimes his ability and pace is difficult for the teams to match. His own team to match. So what happens is he, he sprints and then there is nobody else there to receive his pass. And so, so it's, I think, uh, I mean, it's not fair comparison at all because he's well capable of just going and scoring himself and he's been doing outrageous stuff but i i do feel uh france is you know lacking a bit of balance here and there i don't even think kante and Pogba are at their best so that's also a, a, a big problem in the in the center um so it, it's it's a sluggish team maybe you know deshams will have to take a tough call you know introduce some of these youngsters in his ranks and uh, you know and you know tell the seniors that nothing is granted um, even give Giroud a chance, maybe, uh, to show if um, you know he's, he's one of their all-time, uh, you know, highest goal scorers. So um, maybe you know give him thirty minutes to, you know, tell uh, Benzema that everything is not a given. Uh, that uh, so I think uh, here and there there are some problems with France, but there's so much quality in that team that it's hard to you know. They, they were, like I said, lucky against Hungary and again against yeah. Portugal to come back. But I suppose that's a sign of a good team. Uh, another team that's gone slightly under the radar and their performances say that is um, the next game between Croatia and Spain. Spain have not, again, I think um, their best period was obviously when they had that Barcelona trio. Yeah. Uh, w- how have you seen them and what do you think between Spain and Croatia? I've been very disappointed with Spain and I've been very disappointed with Croatia as well. I, I expected both teams to be a little bit better than uh, you know what they have uh, they've performed. But I think it's it's the toll of the season also and with Spain this is a very new team. So it's sort of, uh, uh, it's too early for them to I think, gel together and you know get things uh, rolling. So I mean to call, uh, I'm going to take Croatia. Croatia to win this match and not Spain. Wow, that's a big one. Now, two yeah, teams. Croatia that... has not even been good. I no, think no. They were lucky they were in a group with uh, Scotland and uh, they managed yeah, to get yeah. through on the Czech Republic. Um, two teams that have sneaked through uh, Sweden and Ukraine. Um... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I. I have no, like, really, I have nothing to comment on. I didn't just take Ukraine because, you know, Shevchenko and all that. But As a I, I, it, yeah, just uh, this it's is, more of a. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? That doesn't matter who I, goes I, through. They're lucky exactly. to be there, and uh, we know how they got there. But this is the big one Germany versus England at Wembley. England. Really? I think, yeah. I think Germany has been poor. I think they've been just lucky. And. Uh, I hope Gareth Southgate has some sense and picks the right team. That that's that's asking too much, I know. But like, if he gets a team right, then maybe um, maybe we can uh, maybe uh, I, I don't know why I said we uh, like maybe England can uh, <laughs> England can sneak through. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a close match. And if you were going to, you know, uh, it, it really depends on I think people like Walker. Because if Walker is going to have one of those games with mistakes, then I think they are in trouble. Because I think uh, the Germany will also play, I think, a five-man uh, like that setup against England. So they're going to try to, uh, you know, overload the midfield and uh, attack via flanks. Which, uh, England has decent defenders who can, you know, take care of aerial. Um, and I think Germany has really lacked a central striker. I have is not the solution. Werner is not the solution. So that that can be one of those areas, but you know Thomas Muller and all those guys have also. See, I, I also feel um, um, Leon Grotesca should be playing in the midfield because otherwise it's just Cruz and Gundogan who mm. don't have the legs. Yeah, they will yeah. be you know if Mason Mount is available and uh, uh, or the 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 trio that plays in the midfield for uh, England is away. I think they'll outrun Cruz and uh, Gundogan easily. 
so that that will be also a big uh, task i think it's important that jemini puts a runner there a, a, a fantastic athlete i think they do i mean everybody talks about ozil uh podolski close but i think they miss a kedida a lot in yeah. this team Yeah. He is in the squad, that. I think, but uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's I'm, not the same kid. Yeah, England's got a few worries, obviously, with Kane. Um, he just <laughs> looks off it. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. Um, He switched it off. And uh, you know, the defense hasn't been challenged Today. as yet, yeah. and I think the Germans will. And being Germany, you just can't write them off. And against absolutely. England as well. And Southgate is, I think, for the first time under a little bit of pressure. uh with his team selection uh because they got through it he got a bit of criticism against Scotland the team he selected and the and performance Sterling is the odd ball right why is Sterling starting considering the season is had well, he, he's had he's scoring yeah he's scoring out of just you know but this, mean, do you know in, also... in a way some of the comments that were made were similar to what we said about the Indian national team that when they're surrounded by these foreigners they're the go-to players and it seems like Sterling and uh, Foden and they've got these brilliant players around them in club football that they sometimes find it hard to step up because they've got those players to pass the ball to and get them out of tricky yeah, situations imagine like uh, uh, you know nobody talks about Foden is playing with uh, Kevin De Bruyne in that midfield so Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's a totally different prospect to um, Henderson or somebody else. So. Exactly. So there's a bit of a correlation there. Um, Holland versus Czech Republic. I think Netherlands. I think. Yeah, I think uh, so. Um, I'm just going to finish it now because um, yeah. I just want to see <laughs> who you're going to get to. Um, yeah. Quarterfinals is going to be Portugal, Italy, and based on what you said, I think um, your heart says. Italy, but does your head say Portugal again? Italy. You're gonna go for Italy. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Italy. Yeah. Wow, your heart is overruling the head. Yeah, just uh, it's it's my second favorite team in Europe, I think, after Netherlands. Oh, I didn't know Netherlands. Well, okay, France, Croatia. I think um, straightforward. France. Yeah. Um, Ukraine, England. This is the uh, another easy one. If you're going to go England. with England, I mean, even England or Germany, whatever. Um, Netherlands, Denmark. That'll be a good game. Yeah, it'll be a good game actually. Um, oh my god, uh, Netherlands. But yeah. like Denmark is really really solid in defense and also. I think the emotion like, and the momentum at the moment and the team spirit they've got Denmark, yeah. counts for a little percentage. But Netherlands, yeah, they've got the talent. Netherlands is a tricky team. It really depends on what they do with the defense. So I think going forward, they're very interesting, very nice. But like, can uh, the Danish team attack them? Then it'll be, I think, a tricky challenge. So we come to the semi-finals, and you predicted one. Absolute cracking! It should be the final, but Italy are going to face France in your prediction in the semi-finals. France. You're you're going to let your head rule over your heart this time. Yeah. And a lot of people. But, but this watch- is assuming that France reaches there. See, once I think France reaches semi-final, I think they'll see it. I mean, the, the they have got be- a they have got an easy route because they've got Switzerland in the next round. Then they've got Croatia, yeah. all being you know. How things pan out in the uh, yeah. quarterfinals. So you think they will be, or Spain? Croatia, yeah. Or Spain, yeah. So But I think even if it's Spain, France is good enough to beat Spain at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so think, I, yeah. I I can see that one. And then this is slightly again, um, England against Holland in the semi-finals, and right. it will be at Wembley. It's, it's this color. I have to go with the color. Yeah, have to stick with your team. Yeah. Well, a lot of people will be. Oh happy. my God! Like Netherlands reaching a semi or a final will be like unexpected. Like it would be. Would yeah, yeah. It's, it, I think it's a bigger story than Italy actually, because they're not even had been like you know been performing well. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I think their coaches had enough stick and uh, you know they, I think he's equivalent of Gareth Southgate according to Netherlands. So so. Um, <laughs> well, he yeah, failed in yeah. the Premier League, so he's under. He's you know his reputation isn't too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good. Here. France Netherlands final. Would you look forward to a final with oh those two goodness. in the final? Yes, absolutely. It'll be interesting for me. I think. I think I'll root for Netherlands again, obviously, but uh, yeah, head says France. France to back up their World Cup win and win the Euros, which is hard, very which hard sad, to do. Which is sad, though. Which is sad, though. I hope it's not the case. I hope there is some. I hope Italy, 
Well, yeah, but whichever way you look at it, I mean, even if it's France versus uh, England in the final, you know, it'll be crazy here. It is after, hopefully, the lockdown will have finished by then, or the restrictions. Oh, is We're that not that under it's restrictions. We were going to open up on the 19th in terms of uh, mass gatherings and uh, clubs and indoor venues with no restrictions. So, uh, but they've put that back uh, till the 19th of July. And I think this is going to be after that. So even uh, the stadium, I think there'll be 60,000 allowed, which is huge. Yeah. So if England are there, you can imagine what it's going to be like. And there'll be fan parks. It'll be crazy. It'll be crazy. And uh, Vimal and I will tell you about it. <laughs> but no, fantastic. So France, um, Netherlands final to look forward to against, uh, um, uh, according to Nevin, and that's not a bad final as well. Uh, but the big game is on Tuesday, Germany versus uh, uh, England. That'll be a very crucial match. I think that will really decide that side of the. And tonight, Belgium Portugal. I think uh, that that side of the draw is much uh, tougher because you got those two. You got France. You got Spain. I think they're all in that that section. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't happens. know how England always finds a, a, a good path. I mean, barring <laughs> Germany, I think, yeah. I mean, just like, yeah, just like the World Cup. They had an easy route to World the... World Cup, uh, they got like... They, it's partly due to Belgium beating them. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If, if it weren't for that, I think they would have got like Brazil or somebody else in their, their, their way. But yeah, but them. people were even saying uh, England should have um, drew against... Um, who was the last game? Czech Republic. So, they get U Ukraine... In the next round, but even oh now, they've got it easy, quite easy compared to the other teams. Yeah, Germany, this is not that Germany side that we should be like really threatened by. At least on paper. Well, if it's the Germany side that turned up against Portugal, and we've talked about what Portugal is like, um, I don't know. I, don't I think know. Portugal let that be because uh, I think Semedo in the right back position was just not up for the challenge. And but what what worries me is that Germany struggled to break down like Hungary which had a solid defence. So England are going to be a bit more attacking, a bit more space is going to be at the back, and the English defence is exactly, it's not well beating. But, I mean, I think Walker, it'll be, it'll be interesting how the midfield is, whether Rice and Henderson are both... Rice will play. play. I don't think Henderson yeah. will. I think... Um, so, yeah, so... Declan I think that'll, that'll, be the, uh, that'll be the combination that decides, because... I mean, Rice is interesting because he breaks play, but does he offer enough going forward? And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm still very confused with how the central midfield is going to perform. Uh, is Mason Mount's best position there or should he be, you know, drifting left uh, like he does in Chelsea? There's Grealish and, uh, uh, you know, Sterling also available in that position. So, it's just a little bit of a mess, I feel, because I think the central midfield is not good enough for England. For considering the wealth around uh, in every other position. I think the centre midfield is a little depleted and uh, uh, it's not like Germany has a lot of talent there as well, but it really depends on whether they'll allow Tony Cruz to have space. Hmm. If you give that guy space, then he will control the He'll game. Be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so lots to look forward to and um, you know it's been uh, a couple of weeks away, so yes. absolutely fantastic coming back to this. And um, hopefully the new stream is working better. Um, I think... Um, from yesterday's uh, um, response, it was. So we, we'll build on this and we'll uh, we'll get better. But um, as always, thank you so much for uh, joining the show, making the show really. So and uh, the prediction. So you stay safe, my friend, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you again next week.